If you type K-pop, sign of dance. <laughs> the studios have hosted events and auditions for some of Korea's biggest companies, including YG, Hybe, and Geffen. The first biggest challenge was viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are speaking to dancer, choreographer, entrepreneur, and director of I Love Dance, MJ Choi. Looking for an awesome global music podcast? Chris and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience performing on stage and working at record labels. We review and deep dive into your favorite artists' songs and careers and also interview music industry professionals, including artists, producers, choreographers, and everything in between. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. And also subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. Yes, and today we are joined by MJ Choi. Welcome, MJ. Thank you so much for joining the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, and Chantal and Chris, thank you for having me. My name is MJ. I'm the director and founder of I Love Dance. I'm very excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you. So we're going to hop right into it because a lot of people don't really know how, like, k-pop dancing works or even like what's going on like in choreographer's mind so uh yeah let's just hop right into it you are originally from korea so why did you come to the u.s initially i came to learn english <laughs> i went to esl program <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah that's that's what it was at the beginning and then i studied here and then i met my husband so i got to stay here forever now because <laughs> Korean American, he was uh, he was he grew up here. He lived here, so I stayed. Oh, were you studying any other kind of major, or were you like I'm here for English and dancing? That's it. Actually, I uh, I graduated from uh, design school. I oh. my major was industrial design. Wow. Okay. Very surprising. I don't do anything did mm-hmm. now. <laughs> <laughs> I had my degree, and that's it. <laughs> Well, the world had different plans because you're now very big in the dance world. So we actually have a question from at Viv underscore what on Instagram. And they asked, what inspired you to start dancing? I guess I always liked it since I was little. Oh, but then unfortunately, my parents, they were not supportive. They were very like strict, conservative Korean parents. They Mm -hmm. think. They did love me a lot, like, but in a different way. They're like, oh, dancing, I don't know how you're going to make your living with that. And that typical Korean parents idea. So they didn't support me. So I didn't get to learn dancing until very late when I became mm. like 28. That's when I decided to pursue my dream. But prior to that, I had an interest. I always like kind of watch videos and try to learn it myself. And, but, oh, they were had serious thought about, oh, maybe I should do this. Then later on, I felt like I'm close to 30. I'm going to look mad here one day. Mm. So I guess the answer is I always kind of liked it naturally since I was young. I guess I had dancer's art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember there was any like special incident that uh, dragged me into dance, but I, I just always liked it. Music, dancing, all that. Yeah. 
Oh, that's interesting because a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you know, when I was little, MJ, you know, Michael Jackson, love you. But, you know, oh, MJ, she sh uh, he showed me, you know, the <laughs> so they use that as like their motivation or like, oh, Britney Spears. But, oh, but you've always just had it like in you. Uh, Destiny was calling. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so how did I Love Dance start? How did you become an instructor? Because you were just dancing. So how did you start your little, your, the groundwork for what you have now? So I was commuting from Connecticut to New York City to learn dancing. So Walk Me Dance Center, that's where I, where I was trained. So as I was commuting, um, I learned there are so many talented people in this world. I wasn't even that good. <laughs> I was like, oh, what I expected. <laughs> so, yeah, so like commuting was pretty long. It, you know, and money and all that. So yeah. I was kind of poor back then. <laughs> so like, maybe I should, um, it still had two, there were two reasons why I started teaching. Mm -hmm. So one day I was uh, thinking, oh, I'm not improving like fast enough. So I was mm -hmm. thinking maybe it's a language. So because I wasn't, I was still kind of like okay with my English. So I said, maybe I should look for Korean oh. instructors. So I went to this Korean website called heykorean.com. It's like Korean people. And they exchange all different type of information there, like mm -hmm. room for rent, cars, mm -hmm. or how to uh, get your visa extended, and all those little information. So yeah. I went in there, and they have a bunch of clubs inside of HeyKorean.com. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I looked for dance club. And then I found one. Oh. Uh, so I went there thinking, oh, maybe if I learn from Korean teacher, maybe I can more information and that's going to help help me to improve faster so i went but strangely these people are so tight together so oh. when i came in as newbie they didn't really welcome me it was almost like that no i was like disappointed and sad again so i'm like how would i expect it either <laughs> and i was like upset so like oh okay so i'm on outside of that so i went home looked it up how they create the club? And it was just free service. Anyone mm -hmm. can do it. Mm -hmm. But back then, my husband was dating mm -hmm. my boyfriend. So I was like, I should create one for myself so I can teach. Mm -hmm. Because when I went there, he wasn't, he was a great dancer, but he was not a good teacher. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I can teach like basic to really, really beginner people. Mm -hmm. And I can also maybe make money on my train and stuff like this since I'm commuting mm -hmm. anyway. So I can come early, maybe teach and then go to my class or the other way. So I looked it up and then I uh, created a uh, club. It's like free, uh, free club. So mm -hmm. I, I did it, but I can charge people like $10 per class and stuff like that. I told my boyfriend, um, I should name something, uh, something like people can easily remember. And I don't know, I can't think of a cool name. Can you help me? It's like, Oh yeah, you should create something simple so people will hear it and they will always remember. So I said, yeah, something like I love dance. He's like, well, maybe we can start. Mm -hmm. So I named the club I love dance. That mm -hmm. was uh, 2006, October, October 6, 2006. Wow. <laughs> so I created this club. Uh, and I obviously didn't have any background as a dancer. So I didn't have anything to show up and attract people. Hmm. But I did it anyway and then tried to put a little S there like, oh, this is dance club, uh, beginners welcome, I'm going to teach hip hop and all that. So like a couple people came hmm. and sometimes nobody show up. So that's how everything started. And then I realized I really enjoyed teaching and I created my warm up and I'm 
making my choreography and it was fun. And then I actually did find my passion in teaching and I, I, I loved it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is fun. And I love helping people to understand certain, you know, style or fundamental or whatever that is to make it easy for them. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was good at it. So I kept on going and here I am. <laughs> I love that. So obviously you were training at the same time, but teaching dance is a very different beast and can be very difficult for even the best dancers to be good teachers. So mm. Abandoned Children asked, how did you feel the first time you taught a dance class? And also what were some of the biggest challenges you faced in your beginnings as an instructor? Good thing was I was going to dance. Like you said, I was going to dance studio myself. So every time I'm going to take my classes, not only learning choreography, I also had a good observation on how older instructors are teaching. So I took a lot of notes. Oh, this is good when he does say this. Or even language or the sentence itself, I just steal and then write it down and I memorize it sometimes. That's how I study how to teach and also dancing, right? And the challenge was because, let's say if I was backup dancer of someone, like people instantly give me the trust. Oh, gee, used to be dancing with this artist, right? But I didn't have that. So the first biggest challenge was burning everyone's trust and faith. Mm. They, they asked me, oh, how long have you been dancing? Like, mm, one year? So that's what I was. <laughs> I thought I was still good enough to teach like basic, basic stuff. But then still, when people hear it, they want to learn from somebody who's been dancing for 10 years or oh, who danced with this artist or choreographer for this artist. So I didn't have that. So I just have to physically show and prove that I'm capable of being a good teacher. Right. So like, here's one of the examples. I went through, um, eventually I also wanted to work at the dance studio to gain more experience. So when I went there and I instantly told them, oh, I don't have crazy good background, but I believe I'm a good teacher. So during the interview, instead of having question and answer and all that, I'm like, can I teach you right now? Hmm. So the dance studio owner, they were like, one by two people. They were like, oh, okay. So I gave them like 20 minute lesson, mini class. They loved hmm. it. Like, oh my God, you're such a great teacher. You're hired. That's how I got first. Wow. So you just need to find a way to gain people's trust and faith. That was the first challenge for me because I didn't have any like background. So that, that, and then, um, having the people come and making them stay mm. and also, and it's like hard to please everybody because, you know, everybody came from different background, different dance levels. Sometimes, even though, even though we say it's a basic class, there are beginners, but some people just pick up stuff fast. Some mm -hmm. people just a little bit slower, right? Mm -hmm. But then I have to make sure that everybody's enjoying the class. That's the biggest challenge. I think that's the challenge even now to any instructors. Like if you have 50 people in your room, I mean, it's almost impossible to make everyone happy, but somewhat you want them to be satisfied after the class and come back again. So that was the biggest challenge. Yeah. Hmm. That's very insightful. I know when I teach class, I have that issue. I'm like, am I talking to all the kids? Do they feel seen? And right. yeah, that's a that's a huge thing. Um. So with I Love Dance having all the small classes and you were doing it in pre-existing studios, 
now you have three studios. So how was that journey getting into making the studio in Flushing and then the studio in uh, Fort Lee and then finally in Times Square? It's almost like I was so busy working and growing and all that. So sometimes it feels like I lost memory. I don't, it's like I blink my eye and then, and I'm telling <laughs> you, sometimes even when I'm opening my studio, like door, I stick my uh, keys inside the hole. I'm like, uh-huh. This really nice to <laughs> And also, like, I started without plan, having long plan. Like, it's not like, oh, I wanted to be a dance studio owner. I never thought about it. It's like, let me get some chain fee. I need some money to pay for my dance class. That's how it started without, like, too much planning. Mm-hmm. And then even dance uh, flushing studio, I had an idea of, like, oh, since now I have... It, because in the beginning, I was just renting... Uh, hourly base, like small room, and I was mm-hmm. teaching. So I, I now I built a lot of uh, followers. They've been consistently coming to my class. I felt like, well, maybe I should open a dance studio. But I didn't have a detailed plan. Like, oh, okay, so by this month, how much I'm going to save? Like, this type of space, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't have that. But then uh, one day I was waking up. I told my husband, like, I should open a studio in Flushing. He's like, why do you say this? I don't know. I just thought it. Bad business plan. <laughs> That's how it happened. But then once, I'm the type of person, once I uh, set up a goal, if I have a one step forward mm-hmm. and then everything gets just faster and I have to do it. So that's how it started. And then same thing for New Jersey too. I like Flushing, like, oh, it's enough people now. It's covering everything. It's great. And then, Oh, there are more people still want to come dance class, learn K-pop, but, you know, they don't want to cross the bridge. <laughs> so, oh, maybe I should open another one. And that I actually thought of in the shower. <laughs> Just nice. Like, I was like, oh, I have to open a stupid New Jersey. And I told my husband exactly the same thing. I think I should have gone, why? How did I just felt it when I was taking a shower? <laughs> and then that's what happened. But man, then I think I... That I kind of took my time because like the mm. so prime location, all the lease and everything is not something that you can do and not do it. And it's like, <laughs> you have to really think about it. So yeah, after, now third one got easier, I guess, because now I have more experience in le- uh, running business. So and I was like, that had a little bit of plan. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. And the journey was, it's like I said, because it just kind of happened suddenly, everything. So I don't really remember like any anything that was happening step by step, but it's fascinating. It's very, I feel like it's a miracle to me. Yeah, and we've both known you for a while now, like when it was just the Flushing Studio. And it's been amazing watching the growth of I Love Dance and just watching all these opportunities come for you. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing to watch and we respect you so much for that. So yeah, definitely congrats on on the success of I Love Dance. Um, but of course, success depends also on K-pop. So K-pop, when you started back then, like the 15, 20 years ago, it was a very small fan base and following in America. And of course, since then, K-pop now has a huge following in America. Like it's been very tough to get into some of your classes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You had to add so many extra classes and they all sold out, right? So it's been amazing watching K-pop's growth. So how has your experience been watching K-pop grow? There was like huge 
changed between like when I first started and now. For example, like my class was 100%. Uh, uh, I had like 100% of Korean students in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. K-pop was a global at all. It was like Korean, especially like Korean people who came from Korea to study. They're like, oh, I miss my home. I miss my culture. I miss my, you know, music and all that. So they actually came to my class in the beginning. And then I had a couple of non-Korean people first came in. Hmm. And that's about it. Like, it was like very small number of people who were aware of K-pop. And there was no such thing called K-pop, actually. We call like Korean. I called my class Korean K-pop. That's something like <laughs> I don't know who, where in the book created K-pop, but that word. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, we didn't have that word. Anyway, so um, that was back then. And then oh, look at my class. Now 90% of people are non-Korean people. So mm-hmm. I started with like full Korean members and a couple of Americans, like and people who live in New York City. And then now it's like, I have 10% of Korean people probably. Yeah. So that's like crazy. And I remember uh, people were not aware of like Korean culture at all back then. Like very like, you know, food or not just K-pop itself, food, makeup, all that. It wasn't very popular. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting a lot of requests from like Google, Signa, all those corporate companies. They mm-hmm. request workshops. I've done so many workshops with those companies. And like we get invited to a lot of events and stuff like that. That's huge improvement. Yeah, in, from, yeah from the beginning, right? Because people were not like, they were not familiar with our culture at all. But then now it's like, they want us everywhere. And like high schools, middle schools, elementary school, they want after school program and they, they want to teach K-pop there. So for me, like I witnessed how it's been like different, like improving since then. For me, I feel very proud and happy as myself on Korea. I was born and raised in Korea. And it's just in the beginning, it's almost like, oh, they don't really know us. But now like everybody knows K-pop. Especially like personally, I feel very happy and, you know, yeah. proud. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Are there any artists or specific songs where you were like, whoa, I think that's starting to spread? Oh, I did first time when I felt this is, oh, this is crazy. Like it, I already kind of felt it gradually, like slow, slowly, little by little. But then... My personally, I love this hit, having a hit was I am the best. We we entered. I didn't even know what dance cover was, what means. So like Ye actually, Ye was 16 years old uh, student back then. <laughs> she, she said, um, oh, we should enter dance cover contest. So what's dance cover? So she explained. And then it was, it's, we only had two days left. And uh, so I decided, I had a plan, like, okay, we only had two days left. It also, they also count with you, too. Mm. So we're pretty late. So I'm like, okay, we should take advantage of our uh, location. Let's go to Times Square. And I think I might be the first one who actually recorded Times yes. Square. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's how I found you. That's yeah. how I found you when I was a kid yeah. in high school. Yeah. yeah. Oh so God. I recorded it. In time, I, I selected the, uh, the background intentionally, Times Square, Grass Central, like, you know, people will go, wow. So 
we quickly put the videos together and then we were the first place. There wasn't like grand prize and then us. So that's how everybody started finding us come to YouTube. That's when I realized, oh my God, there's so many people who follow Skipa. There's so many people like listen to it and dance. And that's when I first kind of opened my eyes. Like, okay, so there are a lot of people who listen to our music. Yes. So I think I am the best was the point that I felt like, okay, this has potential. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's how i found you oh my god that's crazy now i think i was in high school i remember i used to go to the library for lunch every day 21 had just come out that song had you know got really big too as the years went on and then i found you i was like oh oh my god they're in the middle of this it's so embarrassing how are they doing it in the middle of the city like there was a lot of like <laughs> i felt nervous for you that's so cool um wow <laughs> but um yeah so you have been expanding i guess the culture in a sense you say you've been kind of going to like companies here in america um and you do host the classes that we've discussed um but the studios have hosted events and auditions for some of korea's biggest companies including yg hybe and geffen so how did these relationships forms and how do you maintain them uh first i think they was i think youtube helped me a lot in in the beginning like to promote myself even though i didn't really try to promote myself and like pitch daily oh come to my studio to do this i never actually did that but then they naturally found out uh, about us i guess through youtube and like when you do google search like right now we're the we're actually dominating the market in New York City. I know there are a few small classes here and there in other studios as well, but then we're the biggest K-pop uh, mm. dance studio. So obviously when they want to come over to New York, if they want to run the audition, they naturally want to come to us. So that's mm. how we first got into it. And once I have one audition, let's say with YG, then next time JYP, when they do, oh, we heard this place actually did with YG. So they probably have experience. Let's go back to that. So that's how I built more and more relationships. And how I, how I maintained was um, smart, MJ smart. When they actually were on audition, I organized it pretty well. So when they come in, it's just kind of easy work for them versus if you they go somewhere else. It, it, they might have to tell them what to do. But for me, like, I feel natural, like, organizing those things. So I was, you know, good help for those people. So they keep want to come back to me. Yeah, I agree. Because yes. you did my audition. You did my audition. I didn't have to do anything except sit there and say yes or no. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think you yeah. definitely. Yeah. I've also danced for you for a few projects. And you are very organized. And I always love working with you. So that definitely huh. makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you've mentioned the covers that you now do. And of course, I Love Dance also has a dance crew as well. And you've performed kind of all over the world. So how has your experience been directing a dance crew? And tell us more about some of the opportunities you've had. Like you've danced with G-Idol at MSG. Some of your members have competed in Stage K, which was televised in Korea. So that's awesome. So how how has that been for you? Oh, uh, I definitely want to mention about my dance crew Without them, I don't think I'm here today. Seriously, I, I was joking. Oh, I'm too smart. But <laughs> to be honest, the way I feel is more than anything, meeting good people is the key to grow. And in that sense, I was very lucky to have all these students and my instructors, my dance team members. They are just so talented, good people. 
Mm-hmm. And very loyal and very sincere and very supportive and not enough words to describe how wonderful they are. So, yeah. So I got very lucky. So big thanks to all those people who helped me along the way. And my dance team members, I found them, most of them were my students. So in the class, I danced with them. Like, oh, very talented. I want to dance with them. So, oh, do you want to make a dance cover with me? That's how it started. We didn't officially have a dance group, but it was more like, oh, let's do it together. So I picked out a few people and we, we made a few videos together. It became more like our thing, right? And then later on, I asked them, do you want to teach? I think you can be a great teacher. So I trained them. I sort of briefly teach them how, how to teach. So they, that, they became, became my instructor and also dance company members. And later on, I decided, okay, let's just pick a crew. So it was more official so we can practice together and we can do stuff together. And once we start creating dance uh, videos, more and more people start looking for us for events and performance. And um, that's why those opportunities actually came through, like dancing with G-Idol mm. or performing at the KCON or like even going to uh, that Stage K uh, com- competition was also like, they probably found us through YouTube and stuff like mm. that. But they contacted all, oh, why don't you have your team enter? So that's what we did. And it's just, I feel like I have amazing family, dance family. So I feel super proud and just feel strong. Very strong. Like, right. I trust them completely. And I always have fun with them. And they are very important particle of I love dance. I can't, I can't think I love dance without those members. So that's how important they are. And yeah, it's just, God loves me sending these people. Well, you know, yeah, I think that does play a a huge part. I mean, especially (laughs) when you have certain highs, it's good to have good people with you. But when you have low moments as well, because um, you have had some challenges as an entrepreneur and as a dancer. Like, for example, you did have your spine injury uh, for those several years and it took a few months to recover from. And having a team is really important, a good team who care about you. Right. So could you just give us a little bit more examples of some challenges that you've had to overcome either by yourself or as a team? So yeah, that's one good example because uh, I had my spine surgery right around COVID happened. And like we, my team instantly hopped onto Zoom class. So I survived during the COVID, my business, because I had, it was a good thing to have several locations, but at the same time, when COVID hit, you have to pay for the rent for those space that you don't even use. It was home, but I'm still paying for my rent. Yeah. So that was a little crazy experience. But mm-hmm. like I said, we had an amazing team. So we had a discussion, okay, who's going to come in and teach? Like we had all separate keys because we, at that time, we couldn't meet each other. And they have uh, disinfect everything. They come in and teach for Zoom class and then go and then the other person come in. So they, they were very like helpful and supportive of that. And luckily... It's over and we, we survived this. Yeah. <laughs> but here as a normal people now, <laughs> normal life. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty challenging. And also, I, like I said, I had a uh, back surgery. So I was basically in my bed in the beginning and slowly started recovering, like starting from walking, standing, 
walking for five minutes and then it was 15 minutes, 30 minutes. So uh, even without COVID, I could have, I, it just, there's no way I would have teach my classes. So my team were there for me. So mm. it was, I was like easily overcome my obstacles. So that, that was, that was one of the case. And besides that too, like, luckily I didn't have too much of down, up and down in the business, business wise, because uh, K-pop was constantly growing mm. and I'm teaching K-pop mainly. So it kind of followed the flow. But um, I would say not everyone can be happy 100% all the time, right? Mm. So because I have this team, I always get inspired them, by them sometimes when I'm down or I feel like, oh, today I feel a little tired or less motivated and stuff like that. They're there as a good examples and stuff like that. So they help me in, during those times. Yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we've, we've both met your crew and, and danced with them and they're yes. all awesome people. So yes, the whole I yes. Love Dance team is amazing. <laughs> You've definitely surrounded yourself with really great people. For sure. Yes, um, so yeah. So what are some of your future plans for I Love Dance and, and how do you plan to grow it further? And this is the question from our viewer, Derek Ho. I do, even though I've been doing all social media, YouTube and all that. But to be honest, I I couldn't have too much focus on those things because running business and it's a lot going on. But then my next goal is I just want to create more content for my channel to expand mm. not just physically as a dance studio but it's more like as a youtuber or or just social social media in general that's gonna we help us to reach out to more people not just new york city area like everyone all over the world right so that would be my goal or uh, to be more focused on those things like creating more fun content and TikTok and Instagram and all that. Uh, I think I've been very slow for those things. So I want to try to, you know, pick, pick it up. That and for then studio-wise, I would love to open my fourth location sometime this year. So that's another Long plan. Island. Long yeah. Island. Long Island. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the train's expensive. Yeah. Train's expensive. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking of opening Long Island a few years ago, right? Before COVID happened. Right before my surgery. I was talking to someone already. But then my spine surgery happened. So I was like, okay, maybe this is not the time. Yeah. But but throughout my life I learned when something doesn't go the way you want, it it's not always a bad sign. And when I was younger, I would get actually, I was getting like disappointed, like, oh my God, I want to get this. It didn't happen. I wanted to do that. It didn't happen. Oh, they didn't like me. But sometimes it's, it happens to protect you. <laughs> yeah. Imagine I was going to get the surgery. Imagine, I will imagine we were, we were getting COVID. Imagine if I signed the lease and opened another studio back then. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so it was good that it didn't happen. Um, right away, because there was a little delay when I was looking for Long Island location. There was a little delay here and there, so it kind of slowed down. And then there was a surgery, so I finally decided, okay, this is not going to happen right now. But then I, I'm glad it happened that way because we, we were locked in in our house. 
you need to call me after that. So I'm like, okay, thank God I did the X to my spine surgery. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Crazy. Timing works out. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've, we've been watching you, you growing on your, your TikTok and your, your Instagram reels. We see you, we see the team, you guys making those funny videos. Um, but yeah, even with things like that, you are expanding out to more people, which means you get like what, sometimes you get wedding, you get to make wedding dances or proposal videos. Right. So do you choreograph, Derek also asked you choreograph any original pieces and would you want to create a piece of K-pop uh, dancing for like an idol or a group in the future? I mean, um, I'm a very objective person, mm -hmm. so I don't think I'll be talented enough to create anything for K-pop idol. No. Okay. Like, I mean, you know, there's like group, big group, <laughs> but, but I, I love creating myself. So I've done um, your videos <laughs> and I very appreciate, you know, that you worked with me. It's, it's a lot. It means really a lot. <laughs> and um, also, um, yeah, I love it. So I've done like those wedding videos. Those are my choreography and I, I love doing those. And I used to teach yeah, jazz film class, hip hop class in the past. So I guess I like it, but uh, in terms of uh, goal, uh, I mean, if anyone come to my way and, hey, let's work together. Like K-pop Broadway, I was uh, working as a uh, associate choreographer. Those things happen. Oh, definitely. I want to grab it. If anyone come to my way and say, oh, let's work it together. Let's do this. Can you make something for me? Yeah, I'm going to try. But then I don't have like goal of, okay, I want to be the choreographer of this K-pop idol. <laughs> right. Come on. There are too many talented people young and talented people, and they should do it. And I'll be happy to watching them. <laughs> well, you are being very humble because the yeah. choreography you've done, the original stuff has all been really good. And of course, you've mentioned K-pop Broadway. So we have to talk about that. So K-pop the musical was on Broadway, uh, kind of at the end of 2022. And both of us attended the show and we're so proud that you got to be a part of it. So how did you get involved with the project. How did they reach out to you? Uh, it was through email in the beginning. Again, I'm sure they found us through Google. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you type K-pop, sign of dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and there are a lot of things you can look it up. So they probably saw us, oh, okay, they are very heavily into K-pop. So, mm -hmm. Uh, the main choreographer, she wanted to work with Korean because she was a Korean herself. So she wanted to create something more authentic. So she needed to have a Korean choreographer who can work with her. So that's how they first reached out to me. And uh, first was through email. And then I said, I showed my interest. Okay, I'm interested. But let's have Zoom meeting. So I had a Zoom meeting with the choreographer, just one-on-one. -on -one. And she liked me instantly. She said, but, you know, I, I think I like you, but we have to create dance together. So we got to make sure we're compatible as a, you know, partner. So we met our, at our studio and we created something together on the spot wow. just to try out, see if it works. That was my first time actually creating something with someone on the spot. I always mm -hmm. do it myself and like organize it and then come to the rehearsal and teach. So this is like, oh, first time doing it. I was a little nervous, but... I did it and then she liked it. We had a good time. Mm -hmm. So she said, oh, it's 
yes to me, but now you have to talk to producer and director and those people, office people. So I said, okay. So we had another, so, so first Zoom meeting with her and then one session with her. And then I went to another Zoom meeting with all the producers and directors and we had a long conversation. They asked my background and also they asked if there's a theater background because they are, it's, it's yeah. K-pop. It's subject, but then still it's a theater, Broadway show. They wanted to make sure that I have some uh, background. So I told them I went to, I major in China. I majored in acting, stage acting. So I did have some background. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so, uh, they liked me and they liked the fact that I am very much experienced as a teacher because at the end of the day, Uh, Once we create something, we have to teach the dance to the full cast and then work together. So teaching part actually took a big portion. So they they liked it. So I was hired. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So as you mentioned, you were choreographing and uh, just you're used to making up your own like formations, having everything in a notebook. I've seen it. He's seen it. We've all seen your creative process, right? Um, But you did. Like recently post some footage of the ILD dance company as like skeleton crew for some of the choreographies. Uh, so Aaliyah Carey from IG asks, what was your favorite song from K-pop Broadway to help create? I love Superstar. Oh, Superstar. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> uh, last song for the first half. I really liked it. The music, I love the music and the dance came out nice. Oh, yeah. I love the Superstar. And Super Goddess, this is for, this is from Artemis, the girl group. Mm. Oh, it's very more mature and sexier vibe. And, you know, all the swag and I loved it. And I also loved how those cast performed it. So I think that's, those two are my favorite. Yeah, so Broadway is a whole beast that is very new for you. So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced? First biggest challenge was not knowing anything what I wanted. Because <laughs> we had a whole big process of uh, making the dance in the beginning, even prior to meeting everyone. Me and main choreographer, we got together daily and prepared the dance. Mm. So that was fun. And then once we... Went to theater, like rehearsal space and started working with other people because they've been doing that for a while. A lot of people experienced me in uh, theater, but the, that was my first time doing it. So like not knowing anything every day, it was more like I was, I, I had to stay away and make sure pick up things fast. But also it was very fun as well, challenging and fun. Uh, and coming in the middle of theater and K-pop was very challenging because... Uh, K-pop is very trendy and it's like constantly changing and, you know, all that. But theater has to be consistent. Like, you don't you don't create a, a musical thinking that you're going to play for a week. They normally, when they play, they are hoping to run it for a long run. So something that has to work for a long time. Hmm. K-pop is more like instantly, oh, this month, this this is the 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 dance and the music and the next month we have another coming up. So stuff like that. So meeting in the middle and also even cast too. Some of them are real like themselves, they were idols. So they have K-pop background, but some of them are very heavily like theater background. So how can we harmonize together mm. as a whole group? Those things. Like 
always have to find a way to blend everything well. So you, it works for both K-pop fans. When they watch it, oh, it has to look authentically K-pop. At the same time, when theater fans come in, oh, this is musical. You know what I mean? So it, that was the most challenging part for uh, all of us. I should not just be like all the full team. And, mm-hmm. But my experience was great. Like everybody was so nice. I learned so much. I made some great friends. So yeah, that was amazing experience for me. For some people who wanted to come see the show, they were a little sad that it had ended so early. Um, so some people were just wondering, what were your thoughts on the show being closed so soon? And how do you feel about it? That whole week, couple of week, we are, weeks, we were so sad. Like us, like our crew and also cast of can't even like imagine how disappointed they were. So we were very emotional, sad, and there was a lot of crying and all that. But down the road, later on, I start to feel more like accepting, like, because when something is decided, I mean, only thing that we can think of it is moving forward and, you know, just it. Otherwise, we're going to be like stuck in there and, you know, you know, you have to move on. Yeah. So, yeah, in the beginning when it happened, I felt like... Oh my God, months of practice and, you know, all that creating dance. Yeah. It's, I, I was thinking, okay, even if I'm done as a oh, social choreographer, I can always go back to theater and look at the dance, like, because it's going to play it daily, right? But then when that's gone, I feel like, no, mm. I feel so empty. It was like huge disappointment. But then, like I said, I accepted it and probably... Everything happens for reasons, so I'm sure something better will be reserved uh, for all of us, like me and all the team members. So now I'm I'm, I'm better, but before I was like, "Wretched, don't go body so sad." But now I, I'm I'm now I'm okay. I'm I'm sure you know there's no regrets. Like it was still a good experience. So yeah, I'm still thankful and happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a groundbreaking show. You know, it's the first show on Broadway that featured an all Asian cast. And it was it was really cool to see. And it was it really is amazing that you got to be a part of it for sure. And, you know, it originated as an off Broadway show. And then there's still the soundtrack that's coming out as well. So there's still potential life there. So if the show ever does get brought back in some form, like a tour or another city or something, and you get to work on it again, is there anything that you would do differently or that you would change now having learned everything? I think so. Like, you know how, like, when you create something, you, I don't know if there's anyone ever feel like 100% satisfied. Like, okay, this is good. I'm not going to change anything. It's like when you look back, like, oh, I wish I did this part like that. I still have that. So if the show comes back, if I get to work with them again, then I definitely walk through the whole entire dance. Little by baby <laughs> See if there's anything that we can improve. Definitely. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, just a quick insight to um, people who don't really know your choreography, like your choreography style, like your practice style. She likes to go eight count by eight count and <laughs> analyze each finger and things like that. So yeah, I, we could totally see you doing that. <laughs> that would be so cute. Just the finger is not right for your K. Um, but <laughs> you maybe know, just behind, maybe. <laughs> Behind? Back? I don't know. <laughs> well, two inch or 
What a cringe. But it matters. It matters. It matters. Because, like, you know, honestly, you've been such, like, a, um, an influence even on my choreograph uh, choreographing. Like, I've choreographed since I was, like, a kid. But even now when I'm teaching my kids, I'll sit there and go, five, six, seven, eight. No, stop at the eight. Don't go any further. Just the eight. Why is your finger here? Why did it, you know? Because I do, I'm like, why do I, do, I've never done this. Ah, MJ Like, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, you're definitely like influencing a lot of people. You have touched so many lives for sure. Believe me. Um, but yes, we have one more question from uh, a couple of more questions rather, but we have one question from another IG um, subscriber and her name is Junie. Lim, that's an interesting name. Hi, sweetie. Um, looking back at all the hard work you've done so far, did you think that you'd get this famous? So just to kind of fluff that up a little bit, you've worked with Nike. You've been on Broadway. So how do you feel about your own personal success? I don't I don't know if I'm famous, so I'd be a little, oh, that's not, that's not big. Definitely, yeah, I would, my business grew and there are more people recognize uh, me uh, when it comes to, you know, dance studio and uh, K-pop that student and I see, I never imagined, but I I know since I was young, I wanted to dance, I wanted to sing, I wanted to do acting, all that. So I guess I wanted to become someone who stands out and stand in front of other people. Mm. So I guess they, I, I had a heart since I was young, but then uh, I didn't like focus on that. When I was working towards to it, it's more like, I followed my heart, like people say, like, oh, I want to do this. I just do it. Mm -hmm. And it brought me to where I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Do it with love, not for yeah. love. Yes. Yeah. It really is amazing. You are definitely an inspiration to both of us and all of your students as well. Um, so K-pop dance can be very difficult and you are one of my favorite instructors. So what advice would you give to our listeners who want to start learning dance and K-pop dance? They should be very forgiving to themselves in the beginning. Mm. I think this actually works for both students and teachers. I want to deliver this message to both of the uh, people. Um, like, I think, I think you, you too dance. So you should probably can, you know, relate to this. Like when you go to, like first time when you walk into dance studio, mm -hmm. it's not really about dance it's about feeling comfortable not feeling anxious about not doing well i think mm -hmm. that's how i felt when i went to my first dance class especially i was very like old, older than a lot of them i felt like i was nervous i was worried that people would judge me and i was uh worried that like everybody is is keeping up but i was left behind so i'm like it's just it felt uncomfortable and I was very, like, I felt very, like, maybe I don't have talent. It's just bad, like, disappointed. And so now I think about it, um, uh, anything, anyone, when you do something for the first time, it's mm. very normal that you're bad. <laughs> so you should give yourself that room to mm. be silly and make mistakes and look bad in the class and it's okay if you're the slowest learner in the room because that if you have the mindset off like okay that's fine i can be silly i can i can make mistakes i can be bad it's no problem once you once you can do that your learning experience is gonna be more fun and you're actually learning faster 
Because like, that's why when I, some of the teachers uh, that I'm working with, I sometimes mention that make sure exchange your energy with students, even turn around, actually directly making eye contact and talk to them and make sure they feel comfortable and don't look away when they make mistakes. Don't make them think that's something that I have to pretend that I didn't see. Laugh at it. Right. Laugh together. It's okay to make mistakes. So you have to give them the green light of like, oh, it's okay to fall. It's okay to do something different. And I turn the other way. Sometimes <laughs> like you just pretend you don't, you did a so they don't feel embarrassed. No, you should let them know that I saw it and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, that, that feeling, you should, you should get rid of that feeling when you first walk into the studio. Like it's hard to do it, but then that's the first step. And then from there, learning gets starts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. That's my advice. Just be free and give yourself, you know, opportunity to mess up. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I yeah. agree. Since we are a music show, we've got to ask, what is your favorite song or a song you've been listening to lately? It doesn't have to be K-pop, but if it is, let us know. Uh, but yeah, what have you been listening to lately? <laughs> lately. Uh, yeah. Which, you like, know how like we teach a lot of K-pop so they, uh, monthly, right? Ooh, yeah. But then that, that's me. We like that song personally because mm. we're doing votes and there are times I'm like, do you like this music or I don't like this taste mm -hmm. but I still have to do it <laughs> yeah. I like it you know so um but this month I got lucky mm. it um it's actually I don't know if I call it keep I don't think it's keep up because XG is XG. a that's us, us, our argument too. Like, wait, they're singing in English or Japanese. Yeah, yeah so I'm confused. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. People are sensitive. If I want yeah. to it's not, by the way, correction <laughs> here. Yeah. It's not K-pop. It's done in English. They're not Korean members. I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. People who's watching this, I'm, I'm, I don't know. But anyway, they asked me what I like to listen to these days. Um, Left, right by XG. I love it. Dance and also music. It's very mm -hmm. catchy. I like it. I think that's my my music these days. And sometimes, like, think about it. You teach, like, four or five times a week. Sometimes she's just, like, get sick of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? But so far, I'm still, like, enjoying the dance. And music. I'm done. Actually, uh, tomorrow is my last class. I'm with XG, right, uh, left, right? Well, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. So I guess that's my, my song now <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> nice. Nice. Speaking of the songs where you don't like the choreography, can you think of a class where you were really annoyed that you had to teach it? Yes. <laughs> you don't even have to finish the question. I'm like, already like it's, it's coming. The memory is coming back. Pick me, pick me, pick me up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, you for me, like, I don't know, because also maybe because that type of sound it's like, if you, you know how when you teach, you have to replay the section sometimes. Like, ping me, ping me, ping me, ping me. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Oh, wait. And then also, uh, it's not my style. Dance wise, also, like, it was hard. And I didn't have a lot of students. I know, I remember the last class, you know, we sometimes recorded. I think I had five people in spots. So I have to be like super, like, extra ener energetic yeah. so people doesn't feel like people don't feel like oh you don't have that many people i want to make sure that they feel like they're dancing with 20 people so i'm like well, hey, 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 let's stop stay ready to hang out as if i start all of this dance like crazy it's like uh, 
obsessed. <laughs> then that's my professionalism. But yeah, <laughs> but that song I didn't enjoy. It, unfortunately, like it was I was very happy when I'm when I was done. <laughs> you know what? That is so welcome here because Chris and I have gotten some like. Ink, ink, by the way, because we said we don't like something, even though we've had like facts to back it up, it happens. This is not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not gonna like yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you now, so it's like no. I don't like the way you dance. It's fine. Good for you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You get like the after a while. It's like, meh. I'm still going. I'm still going to make these dances. So, <laughs> like, oh, but there, there, there was actually you to call it. Oh. And it looks old. Oh, right there. I'm like, I am old. <laughs> yes. Brilliant for you. But yeah, speaking of like ILD and even you um, and YouTube and everything else you're trying to do with growing your um, your platform and your business. What is next for you? Any kind of projects that you can tease or tell us about, you know, a little teaser <laughs> right now? I don't have anything big, um, but sure, there we just get a lot of performances and all that. So I do have some. Oh, I do have some. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to. Sorry to interrupt here, but the news is not quite ready to be announced just yet. So for now, gonna take this time to plug Chantel's music videos for I Like You and Here I Am, linked in the description, which feature MJ's choreography. All right, back to the show. So that's my next. That's exciting. That's really cool. <laughs> All right, so you've mentioned wanting to expand your platform. So here's your chance to plug. Where can people find you on social media? Where should they follow you? I love this. NYC works for everything. It's our website, Instagram, TikTok. So just remember, I love the end. That's our name, but we're in NYC. We started in NYC, so I just put it there. I love this NYC. So follow us. The reason why you need to follow us is because your life is going to be fuller with my energy and my people's energy. With I love dance. We're very positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it too much? No, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> And you've been to my studio and you guys are like, I mean, you've been very supportive, both of you. Like, I mean, like I said, I always meet good people and you too are included, definitely. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, like, yeah, doing amazing job on the MC thingy. Oh, like, thank the, you. The contest, like, so talented. Seriously. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And so much dedication, you know, preparing all the... I was very touched. And that's also the reason why I, I, I was very thankful and happy that you invited me to your show. And I felt like, hey, this is how I can pay back and support them too, because they've done so much for me as well. And, and yeah. And also, yes. So, you know, you've been to our studio, everybody in, in our group, our family, very nice, positive, welcoming people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people gained their confidence and became happier or found their new talent or passion ever since they walked into our studio. So, yeah. Follow your heart, but also follow I Love Dance. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, MJ, for hanging out with us today. And for all of our listeners and viewers, go to I Love Dance on YouTube and all the socials. And if you are on the East Coast, come to I Love Dance in Times Square and Flushing in New York or Fort Lee in New Jersey. Chris and I, as MJ has said, <laughs> go to classes all the time. So definitely come dance with all of us. <laughs> thank you to everyone for listening and submitting your questions. And let us know what other aspects of the music industry you'd like to hear about. 
hang out with us and the crew on Patreon. And please comment below or message us at CCTV Pops on our social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show on a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and a review. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Jan. And that's MJ. CCTV, Mikey! Yeah, we're CCTV, <laughs> the nonstop pop show. Woo! <laughs>